not long ago, deep in the Appalachian wilds, a group of drunken misfits joined forces to play Dungeons and Dragons. Inspired by boredom and equipped with loose morals and a questionable understanding of the rules, our heroes venture forth to explore strange new lands. So gather up your dice, your manuals, and your levels, and join us on a quest as we make absolute fools of ourselves. This is Botched, our D&D podcast. Previously on Botched, Scrothor is here to collect my magical items, Dwarf Man. We're sneaking back into Dwarftonia to take care of the mayor. The only way we know how to, with violence. Welcome back, listeners, to the 37th episode of our seventh season. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are not going to start where we left off last time because Steve wasn't here. So we have to have a Steve episode. You get to. I was going to say he just falls down a hole and then, oops, he's there with the party. Fuck you, Steve. Falls down a hole and he's dead. (laughs) That's Steve episode. But I'm not going to do that. So the rest of the party, you can fuck off for right now. It was Steve episode. He rolls a new character. Hey now, talk about <laughs> the death of Clancy <laughs> So Clancy, you are tied to Felita, and you are flying through the air. Oh, I'm nauseous. However, uh, the rope becomes frayed and snaps, uh-huh. and oh. you you start to fall. Downwards. This was not in the plan. Into the darkness. Uh, way above you as you're falling, because things are starting to slow down a little bit, you see that winged specter of death fly overhead. Felita's flying towards a lit-up chain. But everything's starting to get a little dimmer as you're falling. Are you doing anything as you fall? Um, I flap my arms furiously. Does it work? Uh, no. I panic. Okay. Uh, roll to panic. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it. That's a six. Yeah, you are, uh, you you shit yourself. Oh. You literally shit yourself. Uh, you throw up in your mouth a little bit. And, oh. and now, for whatever reason, because you're panicking, not only are you just falling, but you're also spinning head uh. over head, head over feet uh, and also side to side at the same time. So you are like a gyro ball just falling down this, which is just making you sicker, but you're flinging vomit and shit in all directions because of the the speed of which you just you just keep picking up speed as you fall and fall and fall and fall and at some point unbeknownst to you you black out and suddenly your your eyes a little flicker open and um you are laying on the ground Uh but it is very very dark wherever it is that you're located it's also very very quiet there are no noises down here no bugs no drops of water nothing it is just dead quiet before i call out for help mm-hmm. I, do i still have my spectacles on yes wow i surprised those survived the fall they have i'm a pretty impressed str- actually the string in the back oh the magic yeah <laughs> also they're magical yes <laughs> They, t- they said it I was mean, a if you want me to take goes back across the back of my head. If you want me to take your magical item, I'm more just making sure I didn't have to Velma to steal on them. the ground for them. You, you know? could see without them. You just got them so that you could read better. Right, but it's very dark. They don't help you and see in the have, dark. I don't have dark vision. 
Okay, well then, uh, it is very, very hard to see with or without your glasses, so. Now is the perfect time for me to discover my latent powers of echolocation. Okay. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> I'm, I'm straining to discover my latent powers. Okay. So, when you say you're straining, are you making a loud noise to try and have it echo out, or are you just... No, it's just, you know, kind of the, 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 the clinching sound that okay. your, your voice makes when you, you're pushing out a big one. Okay. Uh, you are clenching and making a little <laughs> sound, but you don't seem to be shooting out echolocation rays, which will bounce off the surface and come back to you. Uh, you do notice that you are covered in uh, vomit, piss, and shit, though. Uh, well, it's college all over again. Mm -hmm. So you can speckled patterns, so you're guessing because you were spinning wildly, oh it probably didn't like soak into you necessarily in like a puddle, but just like shot over you in like an artistic Sort of. Yeah, it's kind of like art, actually. You know, I wish yeah. someone was here Smells to take terrible. a take a picture of me. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll get to my feet and I'll start just put my hands out in front of me and start feeling out for a wall or something. So you start to to wander a little bit, and you do feel on your left side a very cold stone wall. It feels like, and it seems like it's you're running parallel or walking parallel to this. Uh, wall, so you continue onward, and you feel after maybe a hundred feet. It's hard to tell that there's like a corner. Okay, I'm gonna very, very carefully take the corner. Okay, I'm gonna shuffle my feet, like not pick them up, but shuffle them. Okay, so that if if I I, I go over an edge, I'll feel it before I actually go over the so edge. So you're turning around the corner, not going straight. Right, I'm turning okay. the corner. So I'm just you, hugging that wall. Sure. So when you when you turn the corner, you can see in the distance this very faint light that is illuminating edges of things uh, around where you are. You can't really get a whole lot of details. The ground is also very uneven and uh, it's kind of crunchy uh, as you walk. Even when you're shuffling, it's just it, oh. it's very hard to shuffle because the ground is so uneven. Oh no. But you can, uh, and okay. like I said, I'll when I fe start feeling the crunch, mm -hmm. I will bend down and make sure that they're not bones under my feet. Oh, it's definitely bones. Uh, are they getting higher and higher as I go? No, they seem pretty level as you're okay. walking. When you feel down, you feel uh, it's like a full-on adult humanoid sized skull oh. uh, missing the lower jaw you put that down and you feel around in the immediate vicinity around it it's just all kinds of different bones some of them are skulls some of them are like femurs like it did, like a rib cage like all kinds of different bones are just they're just piled up and that's literally what this road seems to be or this path seems to be paved out of not even paved they're just there that's your path it's made of bones it's like a gravel driveway but instead of gravel it's, it's bones. bones yeah Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you see a very faint light in the distance down this street, but you do have enough light that you can make out features of walls and things like that. So you can you can move without holding onto the wall. I would say if okay. you didn't want to do that, I'm going to be as stealthy as possible. Okay, roll me a stealth check. 
All right. 20 dirty. You are very quiet. Uh, I mean, it's still a little crunchy and uh, noisy as you bones. bones, but you're not making like a ton of noise. You also notice that even when you were making a little louder crunches, there doesn't seem to be any echo. Like, it's like the sound just dies. Like a sound studio. It doesn't go anywhere. I'll keep moving towards the light, but I'll be on guard for any movement or anything like that. Okay. This light has to be thousands of feet in the, uh, like, ahead of you. It's very far away. And as you continue onward, you start to get more and more features of the area as you continue forward and get closer to the light because the light is a little brighter so you can see more things. This seems to be some sort of... If if you were to say the ruins up top that you fell out of were more of a sort of regal or high end, mm-hmm. these are definitely sort of like the slummy areas, I would say. Like very uh-huh. run down, crumbling infrastructure, that sort of thing. Uh, but you also notice lots of gouges in the walls, slashes, cuts, uh, chunks of wall missing. So something happened down here, probably you're guessing, which is causing the massive amount of boons as you continue on this path. So Um, these are the dirty, unwashed masses that I'm wading through right now. Yeah, yeah. It's the the poor bones. Mm Mm-hmm, the poor. Got it. Well, I mean, they could be from up top, too. You don't know, but at least that's what this area looks like. It definitely looks like it's more of a... It's not nearly as... The architecture does not look as nice as it did up top. Up top, uh-huh. it was like very uh, clean and precise gothic architecture down here. Much more rounded, simplistic shapes. The buildings are much more simplistic. Doesn't It's it's still that same sort of blackish material, but not shiny, more of a dull color. So that's what you're getting. Okay. So you can keep continuing forward, I assume. I do. And... It takes you a few hours of walking at this slow, shuffly pace so as not to make too much noise. (sighs) And you see where the light is coming from, and it appears to be a building in the middle of a crossroads. This building looks like... Yeah, you know what? Roll me an intelligence check. I can do that. Oh, 12. Okay. Uh, well, there is a device on the front of the building that kind of looks like a clock. Kind of, but not like any clock you've ever seen. There's also writing on the wall, like the it looks like some sort of store or something along those lines. And it's in a writing you've never seen before. I, do you have, um, what's that spell that Phil uses? Uh, Interpret uh, language. Uh, comprehend comprehend language. Comprehend language, yeah. I don't have any spells. I'm a rogue. I'm not an arcane trickster. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so it's in a language that you don't recognize. But it looks like there is a top, like, above where the clock is, or this clock-like whatever it is, there's a circular piece of glass, and that seems to be where the light is emanating out of and like down the street and then you also see it sort of coming out of the door that's at the bottom there's a pair of double doors uh, in the front of the building and the light is down the center crack and then also through the base of the door stretching outwards towards you it's still just like a like a a straight gulch there's no nowhere for me to hide behind or any corners or anything like that um so 
I'll say that you are on one side of the the crossroads. You are on the side uh, opposite of where this clock shop is. When you get to the clock shop, it turns into like a Y shape, so the road veers to the left and to the right at an angle around this building. But that's what seems to be in front of you. In terms of things to hide behind, uh, there are debris, stone, things like that that may have fallen, especially with the commotion that's going on up above or was going on up above um, that is in the street. You could pro- you're could you on the smaller side for a turtle anyways, so you could probably hide behind that. So my my what I want to do is I want to hide from the view of the double doors to the clock shop. Okay. And uh, so I want to take the hide action and do that. Okay. Um, and then what I want to do is I want to pick up some bones. Okay. And I want to just kind of chuck some bones over there, make a little noise, see what happens. Like, do you want to chuck it in the vicinity or do you want to hit the building with it? I don't want to hit the building. I just, well, I guess I should hit the building. Let me hit the door with a bone. Okay. And then just kind of watch and see what happens. Okay. Uh, you toss a bone over there, clinks off the building, uh, the door specifically. Uh, nothing seems to change. The light is still like a palish white light. Uh, maybe a little tinge of blue in there, but you don't, nothing, it doesn't fluctuate, doesn't change, doesn't move. You don't hear anything uh, aside from the bone sort of skitter scattering around till it hits the ground and stops. Um, and then it just goes back to being very, very quiet. I'll stealth over to the door and do a little pixie under it. Um... So it's a very small crack between the t- like the bottom of the door and the floor, so it's very hard to see anything. Uh-huh. Uh, roll me a perception check, and also the light's coming through it, so it's a little blinding. But oh, fourteen, fourteen. So you can see that this room appears to be filled with strands of some kind, and. Just from the angle that you're at, you can't really see anything above, like, a f- not even a foot off the ground. Uh, it does look like there are multiple shelves, a desk in the far distance. Yeah, everything looks very dirty, dingy, cobwebs all over the place. But that's about all you can see from from down below. You do see some bones in this building, but not nearly as many. Or as It doesn't look outside. like anybody's been in here in a while. No, you don't see any foot... It looks very dusty, so you don't see any oh, footprints or anything. Very carefully go inside. Okay. Uh, roll me stealth to open this door carefully. And quietly. Oh, so quiet, 16. Yeah, that's pretty quiet. You slowly... The door open. And... Uh, I make the sound, too. Uh, there you go. And you notice that... So as soon as you go in, this is... When you open the door, you're standing in the threshold of this this room, and you see uh-huh. there are shelves on either side of this yeah. room, and it's yeah. sort of a roundish-looking room where it's very dusty, very cobweb. It's very hard to see what's in them, but it looks like similar devices as to what's on the front of the building, um, but they're obviously very derelict at this point. And there's a desk across the room from you, about 30, 40 feet. Mm-hmm. And on the back of this room, behind the desk, about maybe five, ten feet away from the desk, 
there's a staircase that goes up and that light seems to be coming from above uh, and when you look up the ceiling has a hole in it like by design it's not like it was rotted or anything like that and there seems to be a like a spinning white crystal where light's pouring out the other thing that you notice everywhere is that there are little silken strands going in every different direction all over the place and there is a dark figure slumped over behind the desk at the far end of the room. You can't make out any features. The light doesn't seem to be illuminating it at all, so you don't know what it is. Um, but it definitely has like a, a mounded shape to it, and it's definitely sitting behind the desk. Um, but it's not moving. And like I said, just all kinds of these silken strands all over the place in this room. You thought they were like cobwebs when you were looking under the door, but you can see that they are... Uh, ceiling to floor in like all kinds of different directions so it's like a laser grid in a movie you would think like a spy movie or something like that uh, hey hello hi so you say that out loud yes you see the mounded figure sort of like jerk a little bit like uh, yes. uh, like a head cocks to the side a little bit and then you hear like a clicking noise Oh, shit. And uh, you notice that uh, as this figure starts to sit up, again, you can't really make out a whole lot of features at this point. Uh, you notice that all of these appendages also start oh. to raise up that were lifted. It looks like there are at least eight, but there could be Fucking more. Spider. Oh, uh, shit. And you just see two glowing eyes. Um, I don't it suppose doesn't, you... It doesn't move. It's just sitting there. I don't suppose you want to be friends. And uh, you notice that um, sort of making themselves known into the light are two humanoid-shaped appendages that look like hands, uh, but much more bony and clawed on the end of the fingers. Uh, and a, with a wave of the hand, a chair in front of his desk. And then the hand just motions towards the chair and then <laughs> the two hands come together and the claws are just can I insight this <laughs> sure what kind of vibe I get what would you like sure what what what's yeah I want to see if this <laughs> I, I want to like does this feel threatening to me like would I be really, really stupid for sitting in this chair? Roll me insight. Oh, right. That is a 25. Uh, you definitely get creepy vibes. Obviously, this looks like some sort of spider thing, but is also yeah. humanoid. And obviously, it seems to be intelligent because it understands you. And uh -huh. apparently also has some sort of magical powers because it can move chairs just by waving a hand or an appendage. And it's super creepy. Super creepy. Um, well, you also don't know if you could run away really if you want it. Like, you don't know, A, if it can move. And if it can move, it's got a lot of limbs. Could it catch you? Maybe. You also can't um, see in the dark very well. If I come over to that chair, am I going to disturb your little uh, array here? He doesn't say anything. Is it okay if he I just cut keeps these? Can you give me a tapping. thumbs up if it's okay if I cut these? Because I don't want to get stuck in them. Just keeps tapping the long nails together <sighs> on right. its hands. All right, look, 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 look. It doesn't look like they are, like, 
strands of steel or anything like that. They still look like they're webbing. So they may, I mean, you could test it out. You could try and put your hand through it, like how I'm easy I'm going to put my is. hand through one and see if they, like, it gets caught or if it just kind of snaps. It just snaps but sticks to you. So it's just, like, hanging off. It's very hard to get off. It's very sticky. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll start, like I'll start slowly making my way, at, w- putting my hands in front, making sure not to get too many strands on my body at, at the same time. And and Rolling. while I'm walking, I would say, I want to be very honest with you. I've never seen anything like you, and I'm extraordinarily creeped out right now. <laughs> so uh, roll me a dex just to see if you can manage to not get covered in silk. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, it should be your best stat, so. Yeah, it actually is. Uh, it is 14. So let me get this straight. You say shit when you roll a 14. Okay. Well, I, Man, I rolled what a nine. A, what a I rolled low, a nine. And what then a low I added... number that 14 is. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So you go over. This chair seems to be made of stone of some sort. Uh-huh. And it is like a, a obsidian, I would guess. It's very shiny. And a, hmm? will it make accommodations for my shell, or am I going to have to sit side saddle on this uh, fucker? You could probably sit in it because the chair is much bigger than you are, so you'll probably have some backing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, when you're sitting down, you really get uh, an idea of the scale of this thing, and like it towers above you. At if you're guessing, this thing is sitting down at a height of like eight feet, and then oh the appendages God. go in further. So it's quite big, and those eyes are very glowy. And it snaps a finger, and all of a sudden, these sconces of uh, reddish, bluish light just around the room and illuminate its form. The white light does not really seem to illuminate it very much, but this light does. And you notice that you still can't see its face very well, just the eyes that are glowing, but you definitely get a sense of the body structure of this thing, like a chitinous, armored uh, body, still kind of on the skinnier side, uh, but very jagged-looking edges and features to it. It's like a grayish-blackish color, and it's very wet. It's very moist-looking. Not dripping with goo or anything like that, but it definitely looks wet for whatever this is. Welcome, uh, Clancy. Oh, I was about to introduce myself, but it appears you already know me. That's I know a, all unnerving. about you, Clancy. Oh, do you now? Yes. And Wonderful. with that, we're going to take a break. Hello, listeners. It is I, Dennis, the world's most okayest DM, here to talk to you about patreon.com slash botched podcast. Now... As I'm sure you're aware, we have, you know, Discord access and bi-weekly episodes that are not related to the show, but instead just fun one-offs. In fact, uh, one of the more recent ones we did for March was a, um, well, I don't actually know what Steve was planning for it to be, but I know what it turned into, which was like a Pulp Fiction meets breakfast cereal mascots sort of thing. You know what? Here's a clip. Is there okay. anything larger and sharper in this room? <laughs> like a no. paper cutter? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, what kind of a roll do you want me to sever a bear's head with a fucking wrist knife? <laughs> with a letter opener. Survival. Yeah, it was definitely weird. The other thing I want to talk about is one of our higher tiers, the $50 a month 
bi-weekly gaming session with some of us, the Botch Crew, and then also other patrons. We actually have two games going right now. One, I believe, is full up, although we could probably fit somebody in. That's, you know, Steve and myself and some of the other patrons. They're currently doing Curse of Lestrade, I think, if memory serves me right. But please, if somebody wants to join the $50 level and convince us not to do that, be, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. The other one is Philip. He is DMing his own campaign set in the Fallout universe, and he's using the Fallout RPG uh, guidebook. So if you want to be a part of that group, sign up for $50 a month, and you can join either one of those groups, whatever meets your fancy. So head on over to patreon.com slash botched podcast to subscribe to that, or check out the other rewards we have. All right, back to the show. And we're back. All right. So you are sitting across from this spider monster or whatever uh, this thing is. Well, you have me at a disadvantage. What's your name? Oh, I've had many, many names over the years, Clancy, but you, you can, can give just, me the latest. You can yeah. just call me the spider. The, that's very vague. It's okay, the spider. Yes. Or do you go by the... Whatever you want. Whatever makes you feel more comfortable, Clancy. Okay, Mr. The. <laughs> sure. I've never heard anyone say Mr. than the first name, unless it's children talking to. But I suppose with our age difference, you are but a child. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a way people talk to each other down south. Sure. So, Clancy, what brings you to my... Humble abode. I fell. I gathered Very, that. very far. Yes, but why did you come here, to my home? Uh, it was the first light I saw, and I thought maybe there was somebody uh, friendly in here who could help me get back to my friends. I'm very friendly, Glancy. I see that you are. You want to be friends with my other friends, too? We can go now. Oh, you mean Felita and Gizzard and Scrothor? Yes, those. Yes. No, I would rather not be friends with any of you. Um, oh. You are all what? terrible, terrible people. That is correct. I can leave if you'd like me to. Oh, no. Please stay. And the door slams <laughs> closed. He's oh. like, I insist. No, I'm going to give you every opportunity to go back to your friends. Okay. You see, they've long left you by now. You are quite separated from them. That sucks. More than you even really realize. Uh-huh. But I can return you to them. I have that ability. I have the power to do that. Okay. But it has been a long time since I've been able to converse with anybody. So I'm going to enjoy a few moments before I mm, acquiesce to your wishes, I suppose. Sure, let's chew the fat. What do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know... Maybe uh, hmm, maybe outside of one or two people that I've ever had the pleasure of speaking to anybody quite as evil as you. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm You've just a done... liar. Oh, no, Clancy. You've done terrible, awful things. Do you really? think you went to hell because you are a liar? Uh, I just assumed everybody went there. <laughs> no, not everybody. Maybe in this area. But not everybody. Clancy, why do you think you went to, you know, hell? Well, I What's mean, the worst I, thing you ever did? 
I mean, I might have made a small career out of facilitating an evil man's uh, violent regime over an entire continent. <laughs> I mean, that didn't help things, I'm sure. But uh, was there anything else you did? What when got you six, killed? When I was six, I told my mom she looked fat in a dress. Well, the truth, you know, is never a sin. No, I'm more talking about why were you killed? What did you do to draw the ire of your employers? Oh, well, you know, I had a, uh, I had a uh, crisis of conscience. It won't happen again. A crisis? Now, that's interesting that you put it that way, because to my recollection, the way I remember it occurring is that you were cooking the books and you were siphoning off money and making things go certain ways so that you profited. Right. Yes. So, I have a s- sort of philosophical question for you, Clancy. Uh-huh. If your actions lead to terrible, terrible evil, but you're just unaware at the time of what they were going to lead to, were your actions truly evil? Oh, I'd say that intention matters a great deal. Hmm. That is interesting. It is a shame that the universe does not see it that way. Yeah, fucking uh, consequentialists. What are you going to (laughs) do? And, like, uh, he hacks a little bit when he coughs, and, like, little tiny spiders just skitter across the table, and the clawed hand, like, very swiftly slams down in front of you and catches them, and then just scoops them back up into the, the darkness under the eyes, and then... They disappear, and then the hands come back out. Worried about empty nest syndrome, are we? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, Glancy, I feel that it wouldn't necessarily be fair to just give you what you want. I would like okay. to play a game with you. I love games. But I would like to give you a choice of game. Okay. Would you like a game of chance or a game of fate? Chance or fate? What's chance. the difference? I can't tell you the rules until you pick the game. No, between chance and fate. I know. You said the same thing twice. What are you talking about? There is no fate. It's all chance. It's all chance. And the choices you make. So why not make them in your favor? That is one way that people like to look at things. But considering I am the purveyor of fates, one might seem... Uh, I would say that fate is very much set. But you are right to some extent. Your choices do make a difference as each choice then leads to a different outcome, but all of it is already preordained. Each of these strands in this room, as you see, they're just all ending at the same place, but different journeys to get there. Well, so from what you've said, there's no chance. No, there is. It's a game of chance or it's a game of fate. You said everything is preordained, so there is no chance. I'm going to ask this question one more time. Or I'm going to pick the game Chance or Fate. You asked if we could play one game, not two. So I'm not going to play your choosing game. You pick the game you want to play. I choose Fate. All right, let's do it. And from under the coat comes a smaller appendage uh, with a deck of cards. And these cards are black. They have various white features, but there is a gnarled, uh, looks like a skeleton mixed with a spider on the, uh, like the the back end of the cards, 
uh-huh. and you're that's per- normal. You're pretty sure that these are shaped like tarot cards. Okay. And so all of a sudden the cards sort of fly up in the air and all the appendages that are behind him are shuffling the cards back and forth and uh, separating them into piles. So there are six piles Uh when they all fall on the table in front of you. And this spider creature wipes the dust in a streak in front of you, like side to side, and then puts the six piles out. Choose one card in each stack of ten. So there are six stacks, ten cards in each stack. Choose a card in each one. All right. Um, I will randomly roll for each one. That's fine. Uh, So uh, zero to nine or one one to ten, right? Yeah. Uh, So on the first stack, I will take the sixth card. Okay. On the second ta- stack, I will also take the sixth card. Okay. On the third stack, the fourth. Okay. On the fourth stack, the third. Okay. On the fifth stack, the third. Okay. And on the final stack, the eighth. The eighth. All right. And uh, just so you know, Clancy will actually physically roll a take a die out of his pocket and roll it for that game of fate, huh? Take a die out of his pocket. Yeah, he has. He'll have a little di- a die in his pocket to roll. Oh, to okay. Pick those numbers. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And he'll say, "I thought this was a game of fate." It is, Clancy. Well, that's chance right there, right? That's if what it's you real. <laughs> when the creature uh, pulls the decks away, it, uh-huh. it doesn't look like he pulls the specific card that you say out. He just moves the stack, and the card that you picked stays behind. Right. So then you see that he has the cards laid out in like three by three, but uh-huh. the middle card in the front and back is either further towards you or further away, so it makes like a almost like a diamond shape with the cards. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Front and back. Um, I'm a front kind of guy. So he takes the cards that are closest to you and he spins them upside down. Okay. And then uh, he flips over the first card. Queen of Pentacles is what it is. Now the queen is, uh, it looks to be a, well, it's a it's a big-titted skeleton lady for some reason. Hot. Yep. And I've got a boner. And it's, looks to be worshipping some sort of pentacle shape, so it's weird. What is uh, a pentacle? Is a pentacle like a pentagram? Pentacle okay. is like a pentagram in a circle, it looks like. Anyways. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It's based on this thing. This god tells me that you are self-centered, jealous, and smothering. You didn't need a car to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll see that these cards will tell a story in the end. Fucking Knight of Pentacles? I shuffled the fuck out of these cards and all I'm drawing are pentacles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy, obsessive. Mm, I don't agree with the work with that. Yeah, n- lazy, I don't think so. The knight is like a it's like a death knight. It's a Hot. skeletal knight riding on the back of this uh, warped skeleton horse. Again, holding this weird pentacle. It's just a pentagram giant pentagram coin. I swear to god if this third card is a fucking pentacle. <laughs> 
<laughs> if it's a, if the third card is a pinnacle, I'm going to get not. it tattooed on my shell. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's the emperor. Tyranny, rigidity, and coldness. Yes, I would say these sum you up to a T. Uh, yeah. I'll own those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as far as your back cards go, these are the good stuff. The first one is the Page of Cups. Uh, but basically it's a it's a skeleton. Looks kind of uh-huh. happy. He's holding a big-ass hey. cup, and there's a little, look, little bony look fish at him sticking go. out of it. Look at him go. Yeah. And uh, Happy Surprise, Dreamer, and You're Very Sensitive, which you know, that all tracks as well. Yeah, yeah. Second last fucking pentacles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a tattoo. I'm getting a pentacle tattoo. The Ace of Pentacles. Now this one is literally just a skeletal hand holding that weird pentagram coin. Opportunity, prosperity, and new venture. That's what I've been on. That's not a real card. It's just got a fucking was it a six of cups? You got a joker. I don't know. It doesn't. Every yeah, the other bicycle brand. Tarot every card. other card says what it is, but this one doesn't. So I'm gonna guess the world. Zawarudo. Eduardo. Eduardo. Edward. I am dog lady. Edward. The world. I thought you were doing like a Latino Twilight. Eduardo. No, 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 I am Bella. Mr. Eduardo is no home. Mr. Superman is no home. Um. (laughs) Fulfillment and harmony. He goes, hmm. and he's like, he he taps his clawed fingers on the end of the desk, and he's like, well, as per usual, your life seems to be nothing but self-centeredness and fulfillment, and the only joy that you get is from your own personal gain and from nobody else prospering but yourself. Uh huh. So, he. Pulls from underneath his cloak a pistol. Oh. This pistol is, looks like it's made of bone, except for certain spots that are like gnarled metal. But like the barrel is made from some type of bone. The the handle is a bone. But the the gun mechanisms seem to be like the the middle portion uh, seems to be more this weird gnarled black. Uh, charred-looking metal. And he goes, Okay, so, since you want to prosper so badly, he takes the gun, and he pulls out the barrel, or the um, the drum, I should say, and puts a single... The cylinder? S- silver cylinder, uh, the spinny part. The spinny. Spinny part. I the spinny was, boy. I thought it was the barrel, but I, I guess that's not the barrel. That's the... The cylinder. Yeah, cylinder. Pulls out the cylinder and puts in a single silver bullet. Neat. And then spins it and then puts the gun in front of you. Oh. And goes, this is your chance to prosper. I thought it was my fate to prosper. It is. Okay. You see... We need to really define our terms with chance and fate here because I think you've confused chance and fate. I literally have a one in six chance to shoot myself in the head, not a one in five chance, or not a not a one of not not a one in six fate. If you want to look at it that way, I suppose that is a way to look at it. Uh-huh. For someone such as yourself, an accountant, that is the way that you would look at it. Well, like we said, couldn't have gone any other way. And I'll pick up the gun and put it in my mouth and pull the trigger. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, roll a d6. All right. Four. <laughs> uh, so if, if our die had matched, it would be the, the bullet. Right. And I rolled a five. <laughs> so, so <laughs> close. You, you were very close. <laughs> so it clicks. And uh, when you pull the gun out of your mouth, uh, you look down and you notice that the gun has just turned into a shit ton of little tiny spiders that are crawling down your arm. And uh, it leaves you with a very chilling sensation, like your skin is being frozen as they skitter across it. Well, uh, I guess there's not much I can do about this. And then uh, he motions towards the staircase that's behind him. And you hear a... And the door opens above and that white light pours down. And he says, go up there and touch the crystal and you'll be with your friends again. Um, thank you. Sure. I hope this was fun for you. Oh, it was something to kill the time, I suppose. But you and I will see each other before too long. Why? Because you're always going to end up back here at some point, Clancy. What? What? Am I? You know what? I'll figure it out later. Have a good one. (laughs) Sure. And so you head up the stairs? Uh Yeah, absolutely. Now... When you're behind him, he does not appear to shift. He's not watching you. He's not moving. He literally just stays still in the position that he was sitting in as you move around behind him. And when you're, like, moving up the stairs and looking down, you see all those, like, spider appendages all jutting out of, like, a central location on his back. But again, you you couldn't get a whole lot of features because he's kind of cloaked. He has some, like, raggedy cloak thing going on behind him. Um, I'll put my first foot on the stair and I'll I pause and I'll look at him. Okay. Hey. Yes. I'm I'm a I'm a really bad guy. <laughs> that is an understatement. Well, we're agreed. Is killing Tom the right thing? I leave that for you to decide, if you even can. No fate but what we make. Sure. I'll climb the stairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you climb the stairs, and it is a very different looking room from where you were before. Uh, this looks like you're on the inside of one of the mechanisms that is like on the side of the house. Like there's uh-huh. all kinds of gears and inner working, and it's all still moving. Uh, not that you understand what any of it means, but there are a many many moving parts there are no strands of silk there are no webbing up here nothing like that but at the center of this contraption there is this white crystal that seems to be just suspended in midair and it's just slowly turning and spinning and it's putting out this very bright white light in all directions Uh, I'll touch it okay so you move through the gears. They're not moving super, super fast. So it's not very hard. You don't have to do any dex checks or anything like that. But you just sort of sidestep and move through these various levels of moving gears until you get to the center area. And you, you feel like a a bit of a warmth coming off of this crystal. Like, you've been very cold this entire time. But you're getting, like, a warmth coming off of this. So you definitely don't get any sort of nefarious things. And, like, right before you're about to touch it, you just hear... 
sort of echoing out from below. Happy hunting. Uh, hey, can I take some of these spiders with me? You don't get a response. Uh, fine. <laughs> you touch? I touch the crystal. Okay. You touch the crystal, and all of a sudden you feel yourself being pulled inside of it, like somebody grabbed you by the waist and, like, the belt and just pulled really hard, and, like, your back, like, <laughs> the top of your head goes back, and your legs sort of buckle the other way, and you're being folded in on yourself as you're pulled into this crystal. And you are flung through this almost feels like lightning looks, anyways. It's very, like, jagged and all over the place, but very quick. And it's it's white, and all, it's blinding, and you feel as though you're being zipped around in all kinds of different directions, but you have no control over where you're moving or going. Um, the spider guy did tell you uh, you could get back to your friends. You're getting a sensation in your mind of this will take you wherever you want to go. You just have to think about it. So, do you want to go back directly to where your friends are? Not that you know where they are at the moment. Or do you want? Or is there something, someplace else you'd rather go? Uh, no, let's go meet up with them. Okay. So you get that thought in your head. You're thinking of your friends, Felita, um, Scrothor, Gizzard, and you're zipping around, and all of a sudden, uh, it, everything goes dark, and you st- it it almost feels like you're hearing somebody speaking on the other side of a wall. Like there there are sounds coming from the distance and it sounds like they're getting louder and you're moving towards it but much slower uh, almost like you're coming up out of the water and you're hearing somebody outside the water as you're about to break the the surface of this and as you're breaking the surface to back into the room that's where we're going to bring other people back in so Gizzard and Felita you guys have um, the Marif like don't you have one of you has him like by the throat or something like that? I know you're like behind him with a gun and he he's talking to you. You're talking to him, but I forget if one of you has them like has him in in your like grip. Yeah, if I think he, Gizzard does. Oh, I do. I was gonna say if it would be anyone, it would be Felita. <laughs> sure, but yes, I've got him in me clutches. Okay, uh, and you you just got done basically saying Felita, I believe something along the lines of yeah. We may have ruined this town, but that doesn't give you the right to rat us out kind of thing. Um, That's what we said. Perception check. Okay. Not great, sir. An 11. Okay. It's a, it's a 13 on the die, so plus something. Sure, plus something. Uh, either way... 16. Felita, you definitely notice. Uh, Gizzard, you kind of notice. Uh, the wall to your left starts to deform and like it almost looks like a face is forming through the wall and like pushing it out like the the old freddy krueger uh or uh, the poltergeist that sort of thing like the the wall Mm -hmm. is stretching and there's like a face coming through the wall like the demogorgon Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said it. Like the Democrats. <laughs> like the Democrats. It comes through your walls and steal your you are sleeping. Yes. Uh, no, so, yeah, that's what you notice. It's not a very, it, but it's on the small side. It's like three feet tall. Okay. 
I'm going to move. Uh, like a child sized? <laughs> can I come out the basement yet, Paul? <laughs> I swear I'll stop listening to that devil's music. But like, it definitely looks like it has hands and it's like feeling its way through. Like, it's what it feels. You don't see any features yet. It's just the wall is deformed and in this weird, misshapen, small humanoid shape as it moves. And the Marif's just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Are there any chairs near me? Yes. I'm going to pick up a chair and like put it against this shape and just try and push it back into the wall. All right. <laughs> Strength? I was going to okay. put the Marif's face down near it. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, All that, we wanted to that do... That is a botch. Oh, okay. Was to support local businesses. <laughs> uh, so instead, so when you go to push the chair, uh, put the chair up against this this figure, instead what happens is you slip, the chair falls out of your hand, and you fall forwards, and you are now face to face touching this thing, and like no, you can, you, it's like close up. It has no eyes or features. It's just sort of like moving around, all gross like. With like an open mouth, and then all of a sudden, pops, and there's Clancy. Uh, why were oh. you trying to put me back in there? There's spiders in there. <laughs> Listen, you, something comes through the fucking wall, you're going to try and push it back in. I didn't know I was coming through a fucking wall. What's your fucking problem? How, how, do, you, right, how do you walk through walls? Calm down, Clancy. It's, it's nice to see you survived the devil. Did I? Yeah, also that. <laughs> Congratulations for outrunning death one more time, buddy. Clancy, you're right. definitely, it appears as though that you're now in the uh, living room or study of the Marif's house from Dwarftown. Oh. Look who I've got by the ball collars. Whoa, uh, why are you grappling our former employer like that? He's the one that showed us how to smile in Tom, you see. We were sold out to smiling Tom a long, long time ago. <laughs> This most recent time, though. Yeah, right. At the cave? Last that week. That time. Uh, when he knocked me out, and then he took me? Well, we did, you know, take this town for everything it was worth. That's what I said. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, contractually and legally, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's upset. It's fine. I uh, put him down. Very poor choice of words. <laughs> and it's, oh, no. <laughs> do you have him? <laughs> he's holding them. I thought we were in the living room. <laughs> I'm going to suplex him and put him into a sleep. Uh, <laughs> you going to suplex him? I just want to give him a, you know, an old, maybe, I got him by the throat, yeah. Yeah? I'm going to choke slam him to sleep. Like actual whoa, sleep whoa, whoa, or whoa, eternal whoa, sleep? Wait, 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 wait. Like Before you do sleepy that. time tea. Let the dice decide. Uh, <laughs> row out to the deep ocean. Strength? And, Distraction! Stop! Stop him! Please! Clances! <laughs> Roll it! Here. Roll it. Uh, yes, Clances. Um, before that, uh, do you know exactly what he said to Smiling Tom? Yeah! Hey, okay. I'm glad you're back. Uh, uh, well, Marif, uh, have had it. Explain yourself. What exactly did you tell Smiling Tom about us? I told him what you've been telling me out loud this whole time, that you're trying to put a robot army together to kill Smiling Tom. Okay, all right. Did you tell him where the robot army is being produced? Yeah. Why would you do that? You have nobody to blame but yourself for the destruction of your own town. He didn't destroy the whole town. He just destroyed 
your last remaining lucrative business? Uh, well, yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. I mean, to be I fair, guess I could the town's it's objectively folk, true. The reason I'm packing up a was to get away before you guys possibly showed up. But b the town's not happy with me either because yeah, they killed the 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 mech smith and they uh, kidnapped the two uh, magical smiths. So yeah, we don't have a whole lot of businesses left. So what you're saying is. Putting you into eternal sleep would bring us back into good graces with the people who live in this village. Uh, it would be a very small baby step start. I've got a, uh, fellas, I've, I've got a, a, a tingling in the back of my skull, a longing, if you will. You could have taken care of that in the underworld. <laughs> For the power of democracy. I feel like the townspeople should decide what happens to him and how it happens to him. And with that, we're going to call it. So thanks for tuning in. Check us out next time. Everybody here in chat. <laughs> Sorry, T. <laughs> T didn't have to come back. <laughs> no, no, really, Paul. I will, I, I've given up the devil's music. Please let me out the basement. I'll let you know when you're done with that basement. Once you turn off that Mulan soundtrack. I'm so hungry, Paul. <laughs> You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, Reddit, and Twitch at Botch Podcast. This episode of Botch was brought to you by the Patreon producers, the OG Lone Ranger, Big Jim, the Knuck, Lord Chronic, Skinnerd, B-Mel, Shanda Panda, Disgruntled Furniture, Chris Wisdom, Zucari, Scabby Goose, Lost Limey, Sapper Supreme, God King, Shanda Panda. No. God King Red Panda. Sorry. Very close. Praise him. Praise them. Praise, Praise them. them. And Praise them. old swamp ass. <laughs> you want to support the show financially? You can head on over to a bunch of dumb websites. FreedomValleyHorsePace.com DickBlood.me DickBlood.club CornHub.ICU SexWithWookies.com PigRickets.com MookMook.com, BuyTheseViagra.com, LouisianaPocketGopher.com, DamnYouDennis.com, BirdsWithPenises.com, or simply Patreon.com slash BotchPodcast, like our newest patron, God King Red Panda Bash. You want to support us but can't do it financially? That's no problem. Just head on over to iTunes. Certainly you guys have done that now. It takes five minutes to make your password fixed, and Chonky won't get punched. Let me check your... Nope, sorry, Chonky. We don't have anything new. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to make these free shows for you, and all we ask is you to sign into your Apple podcast and leave us a five-star review, saving bruises from my friend here. His hands are so big. Thank you to Gozer for intro and outro music. More of them over at Gozer underscore music or Gozer on... Spotify, their album just released. Check it out and give it a rating and follow. Thank you to Emily Swan for our album art. More of her all over the internet at a swan named Emily. Want to send something to the studio and have me forget look at the P.O. Box? You could do so by sending things over at P.O. Box 3178, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, 17325. We'll open it up here on the show and it will join the other items we've gotten on the, uh, on the shelf out in the lobby. Lizardteats.com. Lizardteats, that's what it was. Lizardteats. Teats. T-E-E-T-S. T-E-A-T-S is how you spell teats. Well, that's how he put the website. God damn so it, it's teats. <laughs> like tweets Lizard. without the W. Yes. Lizardteats.com. T-E-A. Lizardteats.com. Double E-T. That's right. 
I'll be in there for next week. Dot com. And as always, when you journey through darkness to meet an eldritch being of unfathomable age and unknowable nature, get into a semantic debate with it. It will hear you. Scream botched and will define you. That sounds like the most Steve episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week, nerds! You can support each of us in our own little different ways. My first comic book has come out, and if you'd like to purchase it, you can head on over to www.hiveheadstudios.com, where you can even download a free sample of the book to see if it's something, you know, up your alley. Uh, You can also support me over at patreon.com slash hiveheadstudios. You can support Steve's stuff over at YouTube or TikTok or any of his other social media at Steve. You can support Phil on Patreon or Twitch at Imaginary Nomad. You can support Jen by checking out her other podcasts like Horse Girls and all your podcatchers. You can also check her out on social media or Twitch at Jenna Chill. Chill with one L. And you can check out Chonky every so often on Twitch at Chonky underscore Kong. I also like to undress and have sex. I don't. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, also that. No. It's gross. Full clothing with a parka or nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to have. I a mean, wall, if you like to fuck and have heat stroke at the same time, that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, or the that, car coat guy. Yeah, it's called a double stroke. It's just me, the <laughs> wall, and the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you've never come so hard as when you're on the brink of death from heat stroke. So, mm-hmm. don't believe me. Try it. Bust a nut and bust a clot.